The Twins are swept out of Houston. It's a six-game season series sweep. Six games in a row the Twins have lost. We're going to break it all down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Thursday, August 25th. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker, with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, drive sober or get pulled over. Very imp- important word from NHTSA. Drive sober or get pulled over. If you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Brandon, Twins get swept out of Houston. It's a three-game sweep in Houston, but it's a six-game sweep in the season series. What's your takeaway? Technically, all three of these games in Houston were what you would consider close. They were within a save situation uh, separating the two teams, but I just don't think the Twins at any point felt like they were in this series in any of these games my prediction that game three would result in them using Jorge Lopez, Joan Duran, Griffin Jacks came true all for it to be because they were playing catch up because they dug another hole early. And I just, I'm kind of out of words for how to describe what this team is doing right now. Roy Smalley said in the ninth inning that they were taking some of their best uh, at bats or having their best swings in the last two weeks. And honestly, it was like, what does that even mean at this yeah. point? I mean, seven hits, just non-competitive at bats, low IQ baseball at certain points, like Jose Miranda getting thrown out at second. I love the hustle. I appreciate the hustle, but they needed two runs, not one. So uh, just really hard not to be discouraged. I know there's a game tomorrow. and We always preach hope. But right now, uh, you know, the Twins had a chance to take advantage of the White Sox and Guardians both losing and didn't. It's it's crazy to think like this was an offense we watched that would score five, six runs consistently, you know, game after game. They they scored a bunch of runs earlier this year. And unfortunately, some of those games they didn't win. You know, they would blow some of those games and now they're just not scoring the runs at all. Um, you know, I think I felt and you felt too, Brandon, that this was a team that if they got into the playoffs like that going back a couple of months, they might be able to make some noise. But that is one in twelve against the Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers this year. Oh, and six against the Astros, 0-4 against the Dodgers, and then 1-2 and against the Yankees. Still have four left against them. But what's your takeaway with that? It's – I don't know. I mean, you come to October and goofy things happen. The Braves, if you look at them a year ago at this point, were not the Braves yet. And so that part of me would still lead to have some maybe hope that – October could work for whoever comes out of the central. And again, knock on wood that it's the twins because this is a twin show after all, but it, it just goes to show where the twins have failed when they've needed to do things. Most, they didn't take care of business against the weak teams when they had the chance to. And also too, I want to talk about Carlos Correa goes, I think one for 11 in the series and it's a big series. They need him now more than ever with Byron Buxton down Again, we've talked ad nauseum about his lack of signature moments this season. 
and he strikes out looking in the eighth inning. So again, I'm I'm driving the tr- the train that Carlos Correa has been perfectly decent for the Twins this year. But man, um, the disappearing act has been far too frequent for a guy that Twins fans were hoping could be a franchise pillar, if not for multiple seasons, but for at least one very good season, which it's not heretical to say it has not been a very good season for Carlos Correa based on what we've seen in the past. Yeah, the overall line's fine. I think that's your point. Like the overall batting line is okay. It's about on par with where he was last year, but he was a seven win player last year. And right now he's like a three and a half win player. I know we got another month to play. And like, if he has a big month, he could get up there, but he's not the seven win player of last year, offensively and defensively, because he's not coming through in those spots. And I don't blame like twins fans. I'm with you. Like his overall line's okay, but I don't blame twins fans who are watching him and saying they paid this guy 35 million. Like I really thought he was going to be more, have more impact offensively and, and defensively, like overall on the season. So I can't blame Twins fans who feel like a $35 million investment this year. Uh, th- then you might expect more from the highest paid infielder of all time. Players that caliber can have down seasons. We've seen it with Correa before. We've seen it with Altuve, just to name a former double play partner of his. And so, yeah, I, it can happen. It's just that Twins fans tend to think that it's kind of a woe is me thing. And yeah. And and two, if he goes on that tear and let's just say he has a thousand OPS over the last 40 games. So you probably push him from what about a 765 OPS to about 820, maybe, you know, much better looking numbers. Well, if he blows up and it's too little too late, there's something to be said about sequencing of when a guy performs and when the team needs them. Now, that doesn't mean that his season's any less impressive, but it does mean, too, that the Twins didn't get to fully reap the benefits of how good he is when they're four games out of a playoff spot and not making up any ground because Byron Buxton's hurt and the rest of the offense just forgot how to hit. So even if you are a shining star, which he's not right now, um, you know you can still see the seeds of discontent being sowed by Twins fans, and justifiably so. It looked at certain points this year like the Twins had three shining stars and Correa, Buxton, and Arise. Buxton's on the injured list. Luis Arise has been ice cold. And then, as you mentioned, Correa, like not coming through in those big spots. Let's talk about Louis. I, I, the at bats look different. Um, so, so many balls in the air. Like yep. even his harder hit balls are in the air and it's not, they're not out. You know, they're not out of the park like he was doing a little bit in the first half. Um, I mean, he's just so important to this offense and he's not. He's not he's not spark plugging things like he usually does. Well, we know too, like the idea of hitting the ball on the ground and using your legs for guys is still not really a great process because it's not going to give you extra base hits and so on and so forth. But he's not spraying line drives gap to gap like he needs to. And so back in the day, and I say that like I'm a 70 year old man, but that happened with Nick Punto. He had a stretch where he was just hitting pop up and pop up and pop up or lazy fly balls. Just, just not a good use for a guy's skill set who's built like Nick Punto and, and by proxy Luis Arise. And so you're seeing so many of those fly balls where he almost seems to do like a 360 spin. I don't know if it's out of frustration or because when he gets a hit, um, I make the joke, he looks like Stanley dribbling on that episode of The Office. Um, he kind of bends over and kind of trots over to first real funny. But he's got that mannerism when you know he's got under one uh, where he just he, he kind of spins in like a pirouette. 
and it's part frustration and part two, I think his swing is just slightly off. And I think Jorge Polanco's swing is just slightly off, home run tonight notwithstanding. And I think Max Kepler's swing, believe it or not, just slightly off, and that's enough for it to be a ground ball the second, ground ball the second, ground ball the second. And I was thinking today, you and I both know how bad Max Kepler's been for quite a while now, right? His yep. OPS plus for the season is still 98 coming into tonight. Mm. That's how weird this run environment is. So I just feel like the Twins right now offensively, um, they're in a rut that just is coming at the worst possible time. And it just doesn't have any indication of looking better. Not only takes one game, it only takes a few swings, but there's not that much of an indicator that it's coming yet. Alex Wood, Joe Ryan, your probables Friday night at Target Field. San Francisco another lefty, you say? In town, another, pff, another lefty. Without Byron Buxton, it's not ideal. Or Kyle Garlick, who is on a rehab, but I don't think he's ready to come back yet. A couple righties, though, I believe. Jacob Junis, Alex Cobb this weekend. So hopefully uh, the Twins get it going. Brandon, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for commenting and joining us tonight. We're always here, Locked On Twins Postcast. We're here when we can be. You know, we got Brandon's got it. He's got a family like he's doing his thing. Thanks again, everybody. Brandon, thank you. We'll talk soon.